welcome to the Astro All-Stars podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Montgomery, pro astrologer and author of Star Power and Cosmic Power. This podcast is for you if you're an astro-curious modern mystic and ready to free your mind, own your power and create your world. Let's go. Today, we're so lucky to have Ophira Edud on the show, representing as classic Sagittarius. You may know her as one of the Astro twins, the other being her identical twin sister, Tali Edud. The Astro twins are professional astrologers who reach millions worldwide and happen to be two of my favorite astrologers because of their humorous, creative, positive style backed by solid astrological understanding. They are ruling the school in business through their website, AstroStyle, and as the official astrologers for Elle magazine, they bring the stars down to earth with their lifestyle and coaching-based approach to horoscopes. They've created astrology sections for multiple media properties, including Refinery29, Parade, and Lifetime TV. Best-selling authors, they've written a collection of books, including Astro Style, Love Zodiac, Shoe Astrology, and Mumstrology, their number one Amazon best-selling parenting guide, and their own brand imprint, Annual Horoscope Guides, which we'll be talking about today because WTF 2020 and, well, what's 2021 cooking up for us, right? So the Astro Twins have been featured by Good Morning America, The Today Show, The New York Times Sunday Styles section, People Magazine and Vogue. They have collaborated with major brands including Coach, Zappos, Nordstrom and co-created the wildly successful Signs of Love campaign with Revlon and Refinery29. The sisters have read charts for celebrities including Beyonce, Stevie Wonder, Carly Kloss, Emma Roberts and Sting. They are regular guests on Sirius XM and have appeared on Bravo's The Real Housewives of New Jersey doing on-air readings for the cast. That's their bio and believe me, it doesn't end there. Sag is ruled by Jupiter, the great benefic of the universe, larger than life. So with Sagittarians, you always get more. One of my astro interests is spotting astro twins, which is when people have the same sun and moon sign or sun moon rising combo. So it's fascinating to me as an only child that Ophi and twin sister Tali are actual actual astro twins. Fun astro fact, when you have a lot of astro placements in common with someone, you tend to resonate. They feel familiar to you and there's often a natural understanding. You can Google your combo and see who shares your sun and moon sign. You might be surprised. I find the best way to get to know the signs is to talk to people and listen in for those key words and classic tells because we relentlessly express the archetypal signatures in our birth chart. Join us for a Sag romp through Lucky Comp wins, international media, philosophical Sag in full flight, a current celebrity Astro Twin of the Astro Twins, a Sag hack to happiness and high vibes, and why they often land on their feet when one isn't in their mouth, of course. Ophi shares some Sagittarius wisdom for baby Sagos and for those that love them. 
We talk biz tips from 30 years of experience and so much more. Ophi is a delight with insight, so let's dive in and get a feel for the Sag vibe. Take some notes and see if you can pick out at least one thing to take on board from hashtag SagJoLife. Hi, Ophi. Welcome. Hello, hello, my Sag sister. Yes, representing Sagittarius in full Proudly. flight. Flight of the Sagittarius today. So get ready, everyone, to go supernova and on tangent. And um, <laughs> oh, we love a tangent. Yes, goodness knows where we're going to end up. And your classic Sag, because you are in media and you've you've had quite a few transitions as well through um, running your own magazine. And I have to say. Oh, student project goes supernova. That's so classic and you're in everywhere. So can you tell us a little bit about how all of that started? Sure. I think it started with a box of crayons, but I won't go that far back. However, my my twin sister and I, both Sages, of course, Mm -hmm. um, have been making books and magazines since we could staple two pieces of paper together and draw on them. So, um, but in college, uh, my twin won a contest, a magazine called Sassy, which actually was was inspired by a magazine called Dolly in Australia. Yes. I don't know if anyone remembers that. They would bring readers to replace staff members for three weeks in New York City and produce a reader-produced issue of Sassy magazine. And my twin, being a lucky Sag, entered and won to be the art director. So she came to New York, got to go behind the scenes in a magazine when we were 19 years old see everything behind the scenes of publishing in a magazine production. And then the next year we both came back and interned there. And from there decided, let's start our own magazine that represents women of all cultures and sizes and gender identities and sexual orientations. Now this was in like 1991. Sag is always a little ahead of time. Absolutely, Um, yes. That's so ahead. That's so now. Yeah, but we were just like, let's take what we learned by watching as interns and students and make our own. And it just got bigger and bigger every time, as all Sag things do. Absolutely. And so uh, fast, don't they? It's hard to keep up with yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. We just inflate everything. And so. there's two of you, too. I always um, tend to send messages like, I can't believe how much output <laughs> you guys have. I know there's two of you and you're Sagittarian, so that's like... Five or six. (laughs) And in the end, like how many were you producing and how many years did you end up doing that? Well, it it started as a student project for a class, a women's studies class. We were told we had to do an action project and we said, oh, let's make our own magazine that represents the world that we want to live in and the new kind of feminism that's very inclusive. and we just, you know, I went and knocked, I put on like an ill-fitting blazer and knocked on the doors of every like student activities group. And like, would you put, I gave them a little piece of paper with a manifesto, hello Sagittarius, yeah. about what this magazine was going to be. And, you know, I'd get like 50, 100, $200 because they all had little budgets uh, for diversity and women's issues at the time. And uh, I think I cobbled together a couple grand and we just printed as many of these as we could. We were both in the art school at the University of Michigan and learning graphic design, computers and desktop publishing was new. So uh, 
it was just, it was really, it was a very Sagittarius use what you've got to get what you want. And get you're your talking to everyone, networking as well, all the different. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I would, I just thought, yeah, I came with this inspired manifesto and excitement and they were like, okay, we'll, yes. we'll get you, we'll give you 50 bucks or whatever. <laughs> so, and then I, we passed them out all over campus for free and um, I remember I was carrying a stack of them and someone was like, oh, when's your next issue? I want to contribute. I was like, next issue. Oh, I didn't think of oh that yeah. <laughs> I was like, um, I don't know, but here's my, you know, new email address, this thing called email that just got invented. Write me or whatever, you know? And um, yeah, so like it went from this half size black and white to glossy to like a full color in three years later. We do like one or two a year. We decided to go national with oh it, gosh. actually international, right? First it was the full color one, then it was like, let's get this in the bookstores. And then I entered a contest, how Sagittarius. I know, right? To the, the NYU Summer Publishing Institute. And I got a scholarship to come for three weeks myself and learn from people in the magazine industry. And I had to like get them cough, get the speakers coffee and clean up the room in exchange for this priceless knowledge that I gained. Uh, from insiders and I bit off more than I could chew as a Sag. I was like, the way you, you know, know it though, isn't it? Right. <laughs> but it did end up like on newsstands all over the world and like record stores and Barnes and Noble and Borders and all of the books, the book chains. So, you know, I, I, I lost money on it. Sag oh, gambler. Damn, yes. But I gained like priceless access to the publishing industry and mm -hmm. set off my career. I was I would joke that I had a PhD, a publishing Hughes degree. Yes. The name of it was Hughes. And it's, you know, God, that was 1992. So and here what we did are, Hughes like, stand for? Oh, it stood it stood for Hear Us Emerging Sisters. We were such idealistic sages yeah, in our college days. <laughs> oh my God. But you still are, so right? I always, I could always tell that you guys had, without actually knowing, like so much behind you, like there's so much arm for your really strong feminists. I know that you know so much. It comes through in your writing, even oh, though, like, yeah. you, you really, you really uh, place it well for people to, it's easily digestible, but then you've got these nuggets in there without going too full on that it overwhelms people. Like, yeah. yeah. You've, it's, Don't you it's, think that's I like a that's, Sag talent though? Sag to know, talent. Like, yeah, it's that popular, yeah. it's the popular culture vibe, mm -hmm. which I actually wanted to also go into with Sag popular culture and celebrity yeah. as well. Like we yeah. love it. We love it. We do. Why I mean, do it, was, it kind is? of overlapped because we like big, you know, we're ruled yes. by Jupiter, which is this big, over the top, enthusiastic, like what is a celebrity, but someone who's just fully kind of flying their flag, yeah. you know, like we love that energy. I mean, I have the same birthday as Britney Spears. I'm apparently born on the day of larger than life, according to the secret language of birthdays, which is a book I love. I love that um, too. Yes. I do remember that. Yeah. Yes. I remember it said like, people might underestimate you until they see you in action. So I've always kind of taken that to heart. Um, like, let me show you what, yes. I, what I've gotten between these ears. 
And um, you have the Capricorn rising too, because we get to talk astrology because yeah. it's yeah, yeah let's start astrology. Podcast. Yay! So yeah, yeah. with the Capricorn rising, Earth rising, and I've just. Capricorn rising, never underestimate how many business ideas you guys have. And you <laughs> have anchored that Sag, the media. You've, you've done celebrity charts and readings as well. Right. Yes. Right. So Yes, yeah. I did read Beyonce's chart for her in 2003. So apparently we're the only people that ever knew her rising sign, which, <sighs> you know, it was around 11 a.m. She called her mother. So I guess she's either a Libra or a Scorpio rising. I think she's Libra rising. Though. She's yes. very nice and gracious. Scorpio moon like me. So we bonded. Oh, yes. Um, yes. Yeah. The inside mm-hmm. lane. And the yeah, the media, the popular I guess it's yeah, it's that it's that big feeling as well. Like how big can you go? The Sagittarius loves that and can embrace it, I guess. Like some signs are a bit more like, no, you have to constellate smaller, but it's never big right. is never big enough. Like I always think of um <laughs> James Bond, one of the movies, the world is not enough. And I say that. A lot in my that mind. is such a sad <laughs> motto. I mean, I have a Capricorn rising, Jupiter in Capricorn, which is the fall position. So our rising sign, I mean, our ruling planet of Jupiter, I have in supposedly a kind of an unlucky place. I don't think it's unlucky. It just makes you have to work it's really It's a different hard. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And is that so, on your ascendant? Where is that? Yeah, it is. It's at 11 <sighs> degrees and 11 minutes, which I really love. So I've got oh an 11, 11 Jupiter in Capricorn. Yeah, and North yeah. Node in Capricorn. So yeah. in the first house, born to hustle, translation. Absolutely. Yeah. So the but, sad yeah. luck is combined with like this Capricorn grit. I'm never not working, unfortunately, but I kind of love it too. And so. you have what I have. We've got like a, a bit of astro twinning going on with the Sag Ooh. Sun conjunct Neptune opposite that uh, Saturn in Gemini. So you've that right. anchoring as well. So that's a bit yes. of Saturn and Capricorn. I wonder you guys anchor all your ideas into business. Right. I have Saturn and Gemini, the sign of the twins, and I've had businesses with my twin for my literally, whole life in the literally. fifth house, which rules pop culture and celebrity and entertainment. So there's the formula. The chart does not lie. It doesn't lie. It's so classic so many times. And yes, yeah, Saturn making with the writing as well and the speaking mm-hmm. in the fifth of the celebrity, but making it part of your profession. Because I always think Saturn's very connected to the profession. So there's yep. the house placement of that coming through as well. Absolutely. Remind me what yours is again. And uh, I have the the sun Neptune's in the seventh. So the Saturn in Ooh. Gemini is in my first house. Mm, perfect like for Taurus podcast. Yeah, exactly. Well, interviewing people, I wouldn't really want to do it by myself. Exactly. But you are so supportive and like... I mean, you're definitely one of the most supportive people I've ever met in the astrology industry. So there it is written in your stars. Yeah, totally in my chart. Absolutely. I'm such a cheerleader. I love it. You (laughs) really are. collaborative. But you guys, sun in the 11th house, which is very social and very community oriented. And I think, yeah, it just doubles up on that Sag vibe as well. You can, Mm -hmm. again, you can see it and the interest and what we're here to talk about today too, which just goes in so much with the Sagittarius ability to um, basically live in the future. It's a bit Aquarian like that, I think. It's uh, your yearly horoscope. I've got it in front of me. 
2021, the Astro Twins 2021 horoscope. And who better to do a forecast book <laughs> than a Sagittarius or two Sagittarius? Exactly. Of course. Exactly. So with the arrow looking into the horizon, shooting something forward and shining the light for all of the rest of us to see. And yeah. um yeah, the, the gift of foresight and prophecy, they say, with Sagittarius. And you guys have got it. I love reading your stuff with this because you're always so thank spot you. on. And reading, and reading through this, I felt like, because I like discussing these things too, Sag style, and I don't always have someone I can talk to that has my understanding. And yes. I felt like I was talking to a friend the way oh. that you've written it. I loved it. I felt like we were having conversation and I'm like, yeah, that that's good. what I thought. And because you guys have so much awareness of uh, what's happening and um, new insights that sometimes I don't have because I don't watch the news and I've kind of unplugged a little bit, especially this year. Which you kind of have to do. Kind of have to do, yes, for, yeah. You have a book too, so like who else but a sad would publish in a pandemic, right? <laughs> like, can't stop, won't stop. Can't Sag. stop, won't stop. We'll just go harder. Actually, yeah, exactly. It just oh, makes me a... go harder. <laughs> Global virus, I don't care. I got, you know, one million words to write no matter what. So Absolutely. More than ever as well. So I think yeah. it's also very well-timed because it's about shining your light and staying totally. centered. So mm -hmm. you guys have brought up stuff that I, I wasn't aware of too and, and blended into this horoscope. So let's talk a little bit about that. Let's, you know, there's like, that. there's a what's happened. It's, first of all, I'll say beautiful pictures as always. Who, oh, who did you yeah. work with for this that did all these yes. illustrations? Yeah, we have been working for the last couple of years with uh, a Dutch artist in Amsterdam named Bodil Jane. She's a Virgo and she does these beautiful multicultural, hello, Sag, um, yes. you know, just very diverse images of women. They're very fresh, modern, colorful. So we yep. had her redesign all the, um, the Zodiac sign icons on our site. We had a beautiful collection for 10 years by an artist from Japan named Yoko Furushi show who I also love um, but we thought okay maybe it's time for you know a new decade a yes. little uh, another look and so yeah Bodil we used her artwork on the cover and inside um, collaborated with it's her so. gorgeous I love it and they are really diverse and super fun and I love uh, when people it's a rebranding, I guess. I love the rebranding, the Zodiac. Yes. You know, they're all women, you know, that we get to see ourselves as women rather than, you know, they usually show Sagittarius as a male centaur and Aries as some guy. And, you know, I know Aries women are just like uh, one lady I know said, you know, when I read about Aries when I was young and they were talking about he's some guy, she felt really disappointed because she couldn't huh. relate to it. And she's like, well, I'm not that. So you've got Aries <laughs> here in this gorgeous red jumpsuit with an electric guitar. Oh, yeah. And this particular girl plays electric guitar. So No way. Oh, you got to send it to her. Yeah, <laughs> I will. Because, so, you know, as an Aries, we need our, they need, they need themselves represented for sure. Absolutely. Of course, of course <laughs> they would be, she would be upset about that, you know. Exactly. So. They need, yeah, the, the identity is so important. So these are just gorgeous and we've got Scorpio with her tarot cards and on the table there being all woo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, 
And then, yeah, I'm just going to read through a little bit of this, the moons, retrogrades and eclipses, because a lot more people are it. becoming aware of astrology. And yeah, they're like, and well, starting with the moon, you know, which is, yeah. you know, the feminine. So, yeah. And the eclipses, a lot more people are like, oh, but what's happening oh, with yeah. that? So oh, they're totally. in Sagittarius and Gemini. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yes, I am ready. <laughs> and you do a lot of like, I, I'm only assuming you're like, because you're writing these every year and you write daily, weekly and monthly horoscopes year in, year out mm-hmm. now for yeah. years, which is what I'm so amazed at. That's a lot of work. You guys must write so fast. Saturn and Gemini in the fifth, just, and the Jupiter and Capricorn, just grinding, (laughs) you know, it's like, it's all, and then, you know, Mercury, Moon and Venus and Mars and Scorpio in the ninth and 10th also help. Yes. And the staying power, that's a lot of fixed energy. So yes, I was going to get to that with the Scorpio. Let's have a quick talk about that. Okay, of course, Sag, getting ahead of the game. Back to you and your timeline. You said you were going to keep us structured. Good luck. Right? I know, right? You you may be Sagittarius, but there's a lot of Scorpio representing. How do you find Mm -hmm. you blend these two? You've got Sag, way overland, Scorpio, way underland, Right. Bring them together. It's very psychic and prophetic at the same time. It's true. In fact, when I, I was always, you know, a fan, interested in astrology and related to Sagittarius, but when my chart, my, my college boyfriend, we both had Scorpio moons, got me my chart done as a gift. And I learned that I had all these planets in Scorpio it just made sense of a part of me. So, which is why I think it's so great if people do their full charts, but you know, the sun sign, you always are that. I'm a believer in sun signs. I don't care about this trend of dissing sun sign horoscopes. I'm sorry, they are accurate, but there's just so much more. <laughs> there's so much more, you know, I I liken it to just, you know, like you have a family of, of planets living within you. You have a universe inside of yourself. And so the Scorpio parts are just part of the chorus. And uh, for me, they give me, um, they make me more private uh, yeah. about, personal details. I don't always, I can be a little camera shy. Um, If if you left my Scorpio to take over, I just stay hidden and write all the time. Yeah, but you can't, Um, can you? Because Sagittarius will bring it. Actually, one of your astro twins just came to mind. I know a lot of uh, Scorpio, oh, sorry, Sag Sun with Moon in Scorpio. Oh, do you? Personally and know of. There's a lot that that Sag just gets them out there with all that amazing secret and hidden knowledge. The Sag can't help but give it or that combination in the charts. And Miley Mm -hmm. Cyrus. I was just thinking about her. I was like, she's a Sag with a Scorpio moon. And like, yeah, she does come in like a wrecking ball. But you know that there's a whole other like persona. I mean, Lady Gaga has a Scorpio moon, Mariah yes. Carey, J-Lo. They all have these like secret home lives, but huge public personas and they're all fire signs with Scorpio. Yeah, exactly right. But it's like that Scorpio moon just powers them more. Yeah. And yeah. As, like, yeah, Lady Gaga, what was that song? Uh, Something I Want to Catch Your Disease. <laughs> Like, oh my god right moon right there i want your love yeah <laughs> yes okay. yes bad so, romance yeah yes bad romance 
Um, But yeah, Miley, I think she's got Midnight Sky, that song very recent. And that was like, I'm born to run free. Like it doesn't get more Sagittarius than that. Oh, exactly. But her whole, like, I mean, I, my stepdaughter who's now 21, you know, was of the Hannah Montana set when Miley was the Sagittarius young pop star, like so many, the Mickey Mouse Club Disney years that they all have. Brittany, Christina Aguilera. Yes. Um, it's just like a Sag clubhouse. It wasn't. You know? <laughs> the precocious, bubbly Sag kids, entertainers. But then. And like, of course, Walt Disney life, was a Sagittarius. So oh, that's, that's so was true. From the top. So, Hello. Hashtag duh. There you yes. go. Of course, they're all in there. Also, the creator of Hello Kitty was a Sag, too. Oh, I read cute. his biography. <laughs> um. Yeah, so like the big Steven Spielberg, the people, yes. the big imagining the whole different universe kind of thing. So, yeah, I just feel like Miley like came out with like her whole like, oh, she's she doesn't want to be put in a box with her sexuality or anything. I was like, I would not have expected that from Hannah Montana. So you see the Scorpio moon coming yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. Can't you? It's been really fascinating to watch as an astrologer how she... Mm-hmm as a Sagittarius is just going to say it loud, but the Scorpio's there. So she's great to use as a study for Sag, but yeah. the Scorpio is absolutely colouring it. It's not pure Sagittarius, although that's so strong. She's heading into her Saturn return probably in the next couple of years too, if not already. So, you know, I feel like that's going to bring out the Scorpio depth. I know during my Saturn return, that's when I discovered a lot of transformational work and interest in psychology. And that's always stuck with, it was there, but I really got into it when I grew up a little bit, got older and could sort of sit still. We're all very hyperactive and have so much energy that yes. You know, <laughs> We ha- we have to like kind of get a little older before we can actually stay, you know, and keep our asses in the chair. Because we're so mutable, we're so like it's the symbol is a half human, half horse. Like, how do you put these yeah. things together? It's a there's a paradox involved. Same with Gemini, mm-hmm. and you know, and I can see how I perplex people myself. You can be so immature, but you can right. be so wise even as a little kid. And oh, that, totally, and yeah, you're into this, but you're also into this and people can't box you in this one lane because you're taking mm-hmm. up the lanes. <laughs> totally. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard in that regard, but it's also very fun. Yes. Um, this is, here's my Scorpio moon chiming in yeah, with a little psychological China. fact about, so, you know, every Sag I was always very smiley like we're on video right now and we're just smile it's like it's effortless for us to love smile it love usually to that's kind of our thing yeah I remember reading like a statistic or whatever that people don't smile because they're happy they're happy because they smile like the act of smiling yes. your facial mus- muscles sends a message to your brain that tells you you're happy I was like this alone is the secret to life that Sages just have. We like, we're always smiling. It's so we're true. always sending our brains on some kind of dopamine cruise or something, you know? It's so <laughs> like, true. We can do anything. Yeah. And then so we hit Capricorn. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I will not let my Capricorn rising take that away from me. Um, you know, so, yeah. so yes. You want to know the secrets of Sag success? Smile more. That's it. 
and the physical movement that exercise like we're always moving and it's true it's true, a body true. it's a body mind hack from the outside in because you can always yeah. go through the body and that's exactly it I have to say in school you know when they did those nice things like everybody say something nice about each person and every mm-hmm. time without fail they'll be like you have a beautiful smile and I'm like is that <laughs> it like I didn't appreciate it at the time but looking back I'm like actually that's fantastic yeah, totally. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I mean, my dad is also a Sag with a Scorpio moon, as oh, is wow. my pet Dachshund, who's just a pure bundle of love. But my dad, um, this is so classic Sag. So he uh, was born in Bulgaria, and then they escaped to Israel, where he grew up, and he grew up on a, a kibbutz, a collective yes. farm. Yes, exciting. Um, yeah, so he was he was like the star student, but he was very interested in um, studying. Uh, ag- he learned agriculture. So when he 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 came to the United States, not speaking any English, like three weeks before I was born. My mom is American, um, and just they ended up just staying. So he, of course, ended up starting his own business, landscaping, working outdoors for 25 years. My sister and I worked with him throughout our whole like teen years. Oh, fantastic. Yep. Now, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now he's like, how old is he? He's about to be four, uh, 76. I'm just, I'm 12, 12. And he, um, he's retired, which means he just cuts all the neighbor's lawns and uh, just for fun. So <laughs> like right. the sage strength, physical superpower strength is, is something that um, in these, in the, the time of the pandemic, I don't take for granted either. It's like, I'm so glad to be born in a healthy, hearty sign. Yeah, exactly. Although I must say, we've you know with the with the planes grounded, I've oh, vegetarians of all people because you guys run a yearly retreat in Tulum in Mexico. Yes. So I'm thinking that will be a little bit of a blow because that's like a beautiful working <sighs> holiday for you guys. Right, that did not happen in 2020, mm. sadly. So, yeah, I mean, with the South Node and Sagittarius right now, right. get a little astro geeky. Of course, we're grounded. Um, it's classic, isn't it? And I noticed you <laughs> guys is. did write that in in the forecast as well. Yeah, yeah. So we just have to like start a million businesses or write books or keep ourselves busy with you know projects, but it's not the same. That's what I was. I was walking around New York City and I was like, "There's there are people out." Like even though the news makes it sound like it's a ghost town, no. Where I live, it's there's plenty of people out and about doing their thing. I was like, "What is missing?" And then I realized tourists. tourists. Yes, tourists. Yeah, and travel is like everybody was always jetting off somewhere. It's like the energy of Sagittarius travel and tourism, as much as we love to hate on the tourists. I was like, that was part of what made cities dynamic and vibrant, that Sag energy. And of course it's been plunged underground until the end of 2021 or early 2022 with the the, the south node and Sag. Yes. So better come back with a vengeance in 2020. Do you reckon prediction things will lift again and open up once those nodes change? I hope so. Mm. I think so. Because, you know, the last time it happened was, uh, you know, the end of it was September 11th, which grounded some travel too. So Yes. Yeah, Mm. I noticed that. I was thinking I wonder what happened last time. And, yeah, I looked back and I was like, oh, gosh, it's so classic. 
Yeah, uh-huh. it was fraught back then. So Gemini staying local. Right, exactly. The Gemini North. I was like, ugh. But I'm sorry, as a sad, as a classic Sag, staying local is not my jam. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. So for any I'm, Sagittarians out there, just yeah, set it for the end of the um, no, North Node in Gemini. Because I'm thinking, yeah. you know, I can look at another year. I can do that. Okay, for a year or two, I can sit and churn some workout and really embrace that side. Mm-hmm. If I was told this is the rest of my life, I don't think I can like cope no. with that thought. Like I can't actually let that thought in. Oh, <laughs> I agree. Nor should thing, you. I know. That's the one thing that would like, you know, even Sag has its place where it gets knocked off the cliff. It takes a lot, but that would probably be one of them for me. There's oh, not totally. Much. My yeah. sister and I were talking about how we hate the holidays and the weekends and we rebel against them and work. I was like, why? Everybody wants, it's like, cause it's like, don't tell me when to take a vacation. I'll That's decide. Right. I'll tell you. I'll decide when I want to play and hang out, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not following your holiday calendar. Thank yes, you. It's all so. about freedom. Exactly. I'm like, I don't care if it's Christmas. I'm I've got books to sell out of the way. Family, you know. I know that just makes me want to work more because of all the energy around. It's so exciting. Oh, exactly. And it's like, ah, nobody's calling me. Nobody wants anything from me. I've got peace. I think classic Sag is love to just have our own uninterrupted space yeah Yeah. time no one to answer to I can just let the creativity just flow are you like that too yeah I need a certain amount of time and space just myself uninterrupted absolutely but then of course Mm -hmm. also being social so it's (laughs) right right if someone calls me and it's like let's meet for lunch or like okay sure okay mutable exactly give me that spontaneous plan please So I like to go to and li- like I move around a lot, very Sagittarius, and it helps if I've got a big thing to do to go somewhere where I don't know that many people so I can get more done because, yeah, you know, like, oh, OK. Oh, totally. <laughs> I love to be alone. I love to be in a, alone in a crowd of strangers, like picking up yes. on the, all their energy. But don't talk to me unless I want to talk to you. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm making something here. But that's when not, so your 11th house placement, too, isn't it? <laughs> I've got the moon in the 11th. And it's the same. I love to go out by myself, right, sit, like eat, the moon, I guess, and just be around people I don't know. And if I could only go out with someone I know, it wouldn't be that great because you can't sit and just tune into everyone and feel the energy, but yeah, not have to talk to anyone. Oh man. If you lived in the same time zone, we would be co-working on any spontaneous chance we got. So (laughs) So the houses, yeah, you can't underestimate them. That's for sure. No, no, no. Now, what have I got written down here for you next? The publishing is huge because you've done books, you've um, made websites. I did like take Mm -hmm. a trip back and look at some of your earlier stuff too, which was Adios Barbie and a website. Prior to becoming an astrologer and just the astrology thing happened while I was doing my magazine Hughes because the one, you know, we had this collective of women and then a few men who joined too because we're like, great, the more the merrier on on this bandwagon and mission. Um, But we would just start talking about astrology at our meetings and I noticed that it was the one 
difference you could talk about that wasn't polarizing the way identity politics are that both are equally important to talk about but it's like it just there's so much freedom to just be quirky and weird and imperfect and messy in astrology Mm. while being different from others so I loved that as a sag and it's Um, more about like understanding which is a key word for sag I think we just want to understand and then it's all yes, we want to so understand and, and, and celebrate the differences yeah. too. So, so whether it was through the multicultural work I did or astrology. So before, like part in, in the middle of that, and I guess it was 97, um, body image was also a topic that came up. And it was usually talked about in, the, in terms of like eating disorder and weight. But, you know, through all the work I did on Hughes, I was like, it's about everything. It's about your facial features so the way the world perceives you if you don't conform to gender identity, roles and norms, um, you know, from being short, being, you know, the color of your skin, the texture of your hair. So I said, wouldn't it be interesting? Wouldn't it be interesting to have a book about that? And of course, being a Sag, it's like, I don't, I'm not the person to write this. Let me do an anthology Mm. um, and, and talk to women that I've met through the few years I'd been publishing my magazine and just invite them to submit a chapter. So it's like 20 something women and a couple of men. Now this was published in 1997. I had a man talking about body image, Right. one, one straight man, one gay man. And then I had um, a trans woman as well, who's also disabled. <laughs> so I was like, that's very ahead of its time, but Absolutely. I, and then I spent, you know, a few good years traveling to, to universities and speaking about it too, which is also a Sagittarius oh, domain. Living so I was in life. my element, oh, yeah. yes. publishing about multicultural, progressive, kind of like forward thinking issues, very 11th house, yes. speaking at universities and, and getting paid to do so, so hanging out with people, students and their openness. I love that age yes. group. I love people in their late teens and early twenties. Someone asked me like what wisdom I would give to the next generation. I was like, none, because I think they have just as much to give me. Yes. So, but that's the ultimate teacher, isn't it? Like when I studied yeah. my favorite lecturers were, you know, the true, true academics it was an equal uh, give and take. It was just this circular. They were the best students. They were so open. And the students, like I went on a travel trip, a design trip with a cross-institutional, living my best life, uh, design trip to India. And I loved it because everyone was so open. And it's that feeling. I totally get it. It's that feeling. I'm like, this is what I've lived for my whole life. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. I've always said I either have to live in a major city, a university town or both. Now, that's changed temporarily, yes. hopefully temporarily a little bit. You know, I need outdoors and open sky access yes. to but just just where big ideas are, are. And, you know, look, if someone thinks that something I have to share is wise, awesome. If it helps them, awesome. But I'm not here, like, despite the Capricorn in my chart, I'm not here to be <laughs> demand that someone sees me as wise. Because but it's putting that conversation out there and developing it on the table in between you all, isn't it? It's like, it's not just here's yeah. the statement. Here's like, I'm going to throw this out. You catch it. You do something, throw it back to me. 
and it'll exactly just, yeah keep it flowing keep it a lot keep it a lot that's the, i like the way you said that because that's very much the spirit of sagittarius yeah. it's like keep things living instead of you know we let western culture is so much about this is this monolithic thing and we're gonna put it in a museum um yeah. here, here, get ready for another sagittarius comment when i was in at the university um, as an art student, we had to take art history and I really loved Egyptian and African art. And what yeah. struck me was that the things that were called art were just everyday objects that people use in their lives that we, that, you know, when they were found because they were beautifully crafted yeah. by people who colonized and conquered, they were then taken and considered art and assigned monetary value. So, um, I don't know, Sag tangent alert, but uh, <laughs> we can go just, there. Here's a, here's a moment to say classic Sag is like to get philosophical yes. about stuff. But it really, it just made me question um, all of that, like how we see these things and how we create these institutions and want to kind of deaden ideas and deaden objects instead of keeping everything constantly alive and evolving and growing so the lifelong learning and growing track is a sad must have absolutely that was yeah learn and grow or die i guess it's that growth principle of um sagittarius mm -hmm. slash jupiter because it's about expansion expand your mind mm -hmm. um i've been getting right into uh, a us-based ancient egyptologist actually so it's funny you should Ooh. say that Cara Cooney, she is fabulous. She has moon in oh, Sagittarius. No surprise. Uh, she, no. Yeah, I've Ooh. been getting into that and thinking, um, oh, how is this Sagittarius? I thought, oh, gosh, it's another culture just because it's kind of gone. Right. But she talks right. about, um, she puts it in a feminist perspective as well. She's one of her cool. books is called When Women Ran the World or Ruled the World. Ooh, I puts, must check her out. Yeah, you'd love it. And she puts it into context of, like the power and how things were done then she's like that look at how this is happening now it's the same thing like we try to make them the other and make them exotic which of course Sag right. loves a bit of exotic exoticizing but I was like yeah you're right, right. and um yeah just she just really places it into the context of now and I've been looking at their their writing is so beautiful Oh, I got to check this out. I mean, I am all about a hot Shepsut, the female king. She wrote a book on wrote. it. Yes. She that's did. Oh, other well, book, thank the you. Woman, the woman who would be king. So she's oh, looked well, right into you. that. This is, this is another thing. Okay. So if anyone is wondering how things happen to Sag as we just demonstrated it, you're thinking about something. It's in your electromagnetic energetic quantum field you say something, I say something, all of a sudden this book could change my life, you know? That's right. So it's so like connecting it of the dots. All this, I don't know if it just happens to Sages or if it's just that we're open about stuff and we share what we're excited and inspired about and that I allows others to contribute and connect. Yes, because you want to hear, yeah, it's that ball bouncing, isn't it? And I think yeah. that's where sometimes Sag can maybe come off as foot in mouth or the immaturity or it just doesn't land right because you're willing mm -hmm. to shoot the arrow out in the first place yeah. for people. Yeah, I think it. it's just that willingness because, yeah, there was a, um, I was getting interviewed by a, an awesome Capricorn woman who does a lot of law of attraction work. And she was just like, but it doesn't just happen. How does it happen? You know, and I, I it like, does just happen. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. 
It's the openness, right? I think and it's it is. A willing to, it's a willingness to fall on your face and not be embarrassed. Like I know sometimes some things that come out of my mouth are not like what a Capricorn would say, but I have to do it to get it rolling and just mm-hmm. let it live and let it grow. It's a baby. Yeah. I think, you know, babies, they don't walk very well for a long time. It takes a lot of work and effort and they fall on their face and they just right. they don't even get embarrassed. They just don't even care. So I think that yeah. it's important to keep that feeling with the language as well and ideas like Sag is so much about language and words and the Gemini so that mm-hmm. North Node access is interesting with that because everyone's getting so yeah. roasted on the social media and I like know thing and it's just like you're burnt to a crisp <laughs> yeah it is not a safe space for the not sad kids right no. I know it's like and that's okay because that's just what is happening in the, yes, I mean, the world yeah. with the, under a Gemini North node has to become accountable for its use of language. Yes. So Sages zip it for a couple of years, Yeah, yes, you know, <laughs> put it down in writing or do something with it. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. It's true. That's why I've been thinking it is the South node. So you can't just, you know, do the regular writing roughshod and um, something someone picked me up on this week, actually, uh, I thought, well, you know, this thing is important to a huge demographic. I'm going to listen and just take it on board and be considerate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we do, we do do that. I think, you know, I grew up in a very multicultural neighborhood in Detroit, very much surrounded by, you know, yeah, everyone. And, but this Gemini North in a time is like, okay, well, you know, there's a familiarity that I may feel, but you, you also yes. are like, well, the world doesn't know that when they yes. look at you, they don't know what my heritage is. Um, so it's, it gives a lot to think about, but I will say that, um, you know, it's, it's partly stifling, but luckily some people that need to be stifled are also getting stifled, but there's also other, you know, it's just, it is what it is. I'm taking the Sag, Socratic kind of like, let me just kind of step back, observe, think about what's good about what's happening also and how it isn't working and kind of, we can, we can go out, zoom out, go macro, look at it from a big picture perspective and go, Yeah, the cancel culture sucks because there are people that, you know, are just not even getting a chance. But then there are also people that don't deserve a chance to have the microphone that are getting rightfully called out. So this is just what's happening now. I'm just going to watch and learn and contribute in the way that's right for me too. That's all. Yeah, it's definitely been a huge uh, growth curve for Sagittarians yeah. this year mm-hmm. with, and for all of us with language and how it's used and opening up more. And I was going to bring up yeah. with you, yeah, you have uh, a parent that's from another country, as do I, nice. and I, my dad's from Scotland. You oh, know, cool. it's still a very Western culture, but it's still a different place. Mm-hmm. And a lot mm-hmm. of my friends here I notice are first-generation Australians. I guess there's something that right. we kind of have this, broader perspective and it definitely helps to know that there's other places and being Sagittarius we're already aware of it embrace it my my dad had books from different countries and on different um 
like he had heaps on American Indians. So we had like all this interesting, yeah, spiritual culture and things like that growing up. Lucky baby Sag with that one. Yeah, right. So yeah, just knowing. And he would always say, oh, well, you know, when I talk about Scotland, you know, other kids will just sort of shut off at you ask questions and you seem to really understand. And I'm like, yes. And oh, when yes. I the actors are very inquisitive that way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the minute you talk about another culture, we're just, we light up. You're so. like, ooh. I know. And we just kind of assume that everybody is like that, but they're totally That's not. Right. Like I was always like talking to the elderly people that would come over and asking them about their, their lives. I mean, I remember one of my first traumatic Sag moments, Janice Burkhalter, I can say her name because she's no doubt no longer alive because she was 87 I learned at the time that I made oh my, my first four-year-old Sag faux pas. So, you know, four or five, I'm asking her all these questions about her life. And I'm like, um, how old are you, Janice? And she was like, oh, you never ask a lady that. <laughs> like, Luckily, I have a Leo mother, Sag dad. It's like, nobody ever told me that you had to hide your age. So I just remember like, like crying as a like hurt feeling Aww. child. Like I was like, but I just wanted to know your birthday so I could send you a card, you know? Aww. And it was like <laughs> well meaning. It's always well meaning. But also right. you have that Capricorn rising and the Jupiter. And um I do find Capricorn and Capricorn risings as well really are attracted to that age and that wisdom and res- yeah. respect it. Like now I'm mm-hmm. getting older, the Capricorn risings that are younger, they're the ones that I can see them looking at me and like loving the wisdom and there's a respect yeah. there. Same, totally. yeah, Capricorn Sun, Capricorn Venus. So I think that would have been coming through with the Sag as well. That's that. Definitely. Again. Wanting to hear from the elders, but yeah. in the Sag. And realizing the wisdom's there and understanding the wealth. And now speaking of the Capricorn, I would like to talk about a little bit of business structure and hot tips because, you know, a lot of, you know, women haven't really had that for a a long time until fairly recently that we can even be in business. So I don't think so much that that culture is built in for us to talk about it so much. I love what Girl Boss is doing, like Taurus right oh, yeah. out there. Taurus, yeah, I love her. So what are your, you know, you've been in business for a long time now, particularly in media, mm-hmm. now in astrology. What hot tips would you have for a women starting out in business or specifically mm-hmm. getting into astrology as a business? Oh, that's great. Um Start with what what you have. A lot of the times when people want to start out, they think about everything they don't have. Mm. But you barter. One of the best things I ever did, like as an astrologer, when I was starting readings, you know, I did free readings for people who were influential, who would give me a, a testimony or, or let me say that I had done a reading for them. Um, it's not only about the money. I also say, don't quit your day job too quickly. Find a way to like have a flexible side hustle mm-hmm. while you kind of, it's not about like, I'm quitting my job and becoming an astrologer or whatever the dream is. Um, And actually in 2021, we're going to do a much bigger version of our Astropreneurs program that we've been doing for the last- Astropreneurs. Yeah, because, you know, we've built AstroStyle into a seven-figure revenue-generating business, Um, you know- Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I only say that because- I want people to know it is possible. It wasn't an overnight thing, but if you if you are 
if you invest in the right things, which is something I'm going to teach people about, like, mm. pers- you know, find your niche um, and then, you know, really keep building, not just doing, you know, especially for women, a lot of us are in service-based businesses. So it's like you're spending hours doing readings or time-based work, which is great to establish yourself, but make sure you're like building a mailing list, collecting names of people, not just building up a social media following that Mm -hmm. Instagram and Facebook own and can take away from you. Yes. Yeah. Important. And they change the algorithms all the time as well. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. So they, you know, like, that's great that you've got 200,000 followers or whatever, but they're not yours really. So make sure you're establishing a direct relationship with the people. Like um, build your own platform that you can control. Exactly. Yeah. Like you guys. Yep. And it's never been easier to build a website and hang a shingle and find ways. Yeah. Don't, don't have an attitude of entitlement or deserving, but don't also be overly, you know, doormat either. It's about finding mm. that right spot in between of being of service, but don't, it's not like you have to be of service as a martyr at your own expense. If you create a win-win scenario yes. that, that lifts everyone up, the universe approves, you know? One of your, and that's a big one for women too, isn't it? Like we're taught we have mm-hmm. to be of service, but we actually don't have to be of service. But we don't. as um, I have one other classic Sag that I'm interviewing here is that also that Sag Scorpio mix, mm. um, Dr. Martini, John Martini, who was married oh, to Athena's government. I always remember what he says with this point is worth taking on. Uh, he says that if you give too much, you'll feel resentful. If you don't give enough, you'll feel like ripped off. So it's really important. Mm. And same with the other person. If you give them too much and then don't allow them to have the balance, they won't feel good about it either. So Right. Well, one of the best uh, ways I've ever heard that phrase is through Kabbalah, which of yes. course is a stage. I've dabbled in everything. Of course. So um, in Kabbalah, there's a concept called bread of shame that's uh, that says that if you give someone something they haven't spiritually earned by doing the karmic work, um, they will actively, it's like you're, you're giving them spiritual heaviness or weight yes. um, yeah. and you're burdening them. And that's why most lottery winners lose all their earnings within three years because money is energy. So the concept that I love is that we're all vessels designed to hold light, which is consciousness. And we expand as we, uh, we expand the size of the vessel and the amount of light that we can take in, uh, which is love and money and all those worldly mundane expressions as we expand our consciousness. So, um, you know, so they have, there's two types of giving and receiving. And this is a quick one that I think has, will help women's mindset. So the desire to receive only for yourself, that does not expand the vessel, that does not bring in more light. That's the kind of selfishness that's not necessarily good or bad, taking out a judgment, but you don't grow with it. And then there's the desire to receive in order to share with others. And that's where it's like, please, universe, give me a seven-figure business so I can teach other women or people who don't believe, who have something to share with the world, who are light workers, how to have their own seven-figure, even six-figure, even five-figure businesses doing what they love. So I, I encourage everyone to adopt, like, as I receive more, I'm able to give more, teach more, do more. That's what I, that's what I, as a Sag, that always just resonated with me. 
That's a strong philosophy. And of course, Sagittarius has philosophies and you have like very <laughs> strong Jewish background. And as far as mm-hmm. I know about um, Jewish culture, there's a lot of really great proverbs and ways of saying these things, isn't there? Do you have a lot of those up your sleeve? <laughs> I'm going to disappoint you and say I'm the, I'm a bad delinquent Jew, but my mother's a rabbi, which is really funny. However, unfortunately, I never, you know, I never enjoyed the Hebrew school that I was sent to. So I've cut as a Sag, I don't like to be put in a box. I do yes. appreciate the tradition of it. I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad to be Jewish, but I am not a religion person. No, um, me in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what a surprise. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of wisdom in it. I, that's why I've liked Kabbalah. It is a Jewish mysticism. So it's like, okay, I can have the best of all of my Sagittarius worlds. Maybe make my mother happy. At least I'm like a step closer to her Leo love of the religion. Oh yeah, but it's true. And and that's so close to home, you're going to be attracted to something that's really different anyway. Exactly. Yeah, like what's exactly. over there? How far can my arrow shoot? Let's go there. There's the horizon. So attractive right. to head to that horizon, isn't it? Right. I'm um I'm as religious as uh, in proportion to how much I like the food associated with the holidays. So if there's a holiday that has like a brisket involved, I become very observant. Let's just say. <laughs> <laughs> Sagittarius, that. Jupiter, god of the feast. So oh it's like, and it's the vibe. It's a party vibe everyone comes together exactly it's yeah. like I didn't do any of the religious stuff but I made dinner so yeah. <laughs> we had fun That's exactly. we had fun we feasted the question on the tips of everyone's lips really is mm-hmm. the forecasting like you know mm-hmm. 2020 WTF has really leading into 2021 what the hell oh my god what, what the hell yeah what the hell and you've really hit all those like top notes that we're expecting like the big headliners are in this forecast and I really like where you've gone with them especially you know there's there's that change into Aquarius with you know I Mm -hmm. think schools opening actually I'll jump to one of those now I meant to say before I'll jump to it now another classic Sagittarius and friend of yours I notice is Marie Forleo with the Capricorn she's got something in Capricorn and runs that uh, online business for uh, women in business. So yeah, so that's yeah. another one for women too. So Astro, totally. you guys do, and she yep. does. Marie Forleo's B School, mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. and yeah, really with women in mind, just going for it, super positive, like you guys. So you just feel it's very motivating and inspirational. Mm-hmm. That Sag mm-hmm. style that you both bring. So I just wanted to oh, jump thank to that. You. And then I'll totally. jump back to, yeah, the Aquarius with schools popping up, I think, and education. And oh, are, you, yeah. are you feeling like that's part of, I don't know, just a premonition or a vibe for expanding uh, your astropreneurs and things like that? Education. Yeah. As a Sag, you know, Aquari- although there's Jupiter and Saturn going into Aquarius, which rules our solar third house of school, education, media, teaching, collaborations. So, yeah, I'm being really uh, guided into doing a lot more online courses and a bigger, bigger courses of our own and sharing, you know, everything I've been doing for the last 30 years now since I first really dove into astrology learning and got my chart done in the early 90s. So 
Yeah, just time to really pass that along, support other people who are teaching and learning. You know, I've kind of, I don't really do too many readings anymore, um, not because it's just, I just don't have the time with everything we're doing, but there's so many talented and gifted astrologers out there who don't have the technological and business chops that I've gained over the years. And also being part of the digital revolution, I was born in 1972. So when I was in college, it was the early 90s, right when the dawning of the whole internet era. So I have the analog print background as well as like steeped in technology with my son in the 11th house. And I just really love teaching people how to use the tools of both to create something memorable, meaningful that allows them to make a living doing what they love. Yes. Yeah. And do you find there's a a bit of mindset work involved too? um, There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. But your chart, don't you think the astrology kind of speeds that up? Because we can stop beating ourselves up for not being these perfect, making, we don't make sense. People are like bad jigsaw puzzles. The pieces don't all go together. You're never going to be, if your goal in life is to end up in this neat, you know, little perfectly ordered thing. Yeah. Good luck. That's not how you're designed, even with the smoothest chart. Yeah. I find actually uh, what's helpful about it too, that knowing your astrology chart and the transits as well is the golden shadow that it reveals. Like there's things about yourself you haven't been appreciating because yeah, you're trying to fit into this box or all the shoulds, but you've got all these Mm -hmm. superpowers. If you just own it, and go yeah. with it and go for it. And I think that's part of the mindset work as well too. And here's, Absolutely. yeah, Jaws of Life Sagittarius is ready to like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Take me there. Yeah. Well, you know, writing about 2020 was really heavy. And you and I did our mm-hmm. uh, did a, a webinar together for our summit, Starstruck, that yes. we did. Those are still available on astrostyle.com to be watched. Um it's good to look, look back and it see is. how correct we were about that. It is. Yeah. We and knew it was going to be a heavy oh year. Gosh, so, yes. yeah. And that's it. that was and really interesting funny. doing that, I'll just say, because I touch into the year ahead for myself and that felt really different mm-hmm. to the feeling of touching into it to speak to a group of people, like for the humanity. Right. And I wouldn't have right. done that if... I wasn't going to be doing the starstruck talk with you guys. And that's so cool. And we all knew what was going to happen with the planets because, you know, it's always right right on time, that cosmic clock there. But the feeling that went with it, like that psychic or energetic, whatever it is, Neptune on the sun, Sagittarius business, looking forward for the group, not for myself, man, that was heavy. Like I felt all this fear. But for myself I didn't because my life's been fine here. But mm-hmm. now looking back, yeah, the fear, and I've gone back and I've watched a few of from oh, that yeah. one. And also Tony Howard's Astrology University did one early in 2019 and mm-hmm. they were, yeah, quite accurate too. And you guys had low 20s, 20-something astrologers. Fascinating. Well, yeah, I think 24 or 25. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of stuff was very prophetic. We kind of knew that, like, it's going to be a heavy year and then with the Aquarius coming in at the end of the year, that's when things would be sort of 
innovating or changing. Actually, I interviewed the, the Kabbalah Center's astrologer, Rachel Schwartz, and we were saying how it was like this heavy Capricorn energy. And then we were building the spaceship that at the end of the, the year we would get in and take off in. And it's really feeling that way. So 2021 is, it's not necessarily going to be easy. I really think 2020 and 2021 are about preparing us for the rest of the decade. Yes. It's going to start to make sense after 2022 or in 2022. There's still, we're still shaking things up in 2021. There's Saturn, Uranus squares. There's a lot of turbulence, but also a lot of, a lot to be hopeful about, a lot more innovation, a lot less of the sort of the mundane kind of just stupid human tricks going on. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a change of the guards. And I notice in yeah. Um, yeah your forecast here, you've said that, you know, there's real talk, there is the heavy vibes, it's pretty serious, yeah. but also the positive as well. Yeah. And, yeah, just that reminder that we are all here creating creating it. It's not going to happen without us making it happen. So don't feel overwhelmed. Like do your, do your bit. And if enough people do, we create the future, we create the present. So even in your own life and your own vibe, just start with that. And you've given us the sign of the future. Yeah. 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 And you've Mm -hmm. given lots of like, here's some ideas. It could go this way. It could go this way. Like Mm -hmm. try this. I love that uh, with the Aquarius vibes, you've talked about uh, more communal and sharing. Yeah. Because that is a real positive for like parents to, um, you know, be more collective with living or with like the time with mm-hmm. this isn't, isn't what I have heard of the time banking. Oh yeah. Right. We did some real research. Yeah. The time banking was the idea of like sharing duties. Like you take the kids this day. I've been trying to get parents to do that with me. I can't, I can't believe it, but maybe somewhere out there. It's like, here, I'll teach your kid on Thursday. You teach Hi. mine on Tuesday and we'll get our work done. Like it's that, yeah. this is like, like my dad is, grew up in a, in a commune yes. in Israel, basically. Like I have 11 house mentality. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And I've, mm-hmm. I've felt similar vibes and I've always said to like, even like single moms, I'm like, I don't understand because I love that collective idea. I've always loved the idea of the yeah. as well. And exactly. I'm just like, why don't you guys like pull resources? Like one or two people looks after the kids here. You get to do this. You were saying like one person yeah. makes the, the lunches for this week and it, but it's all banked like a proper, uh, you get a point for each thing. So yeah. it's all. I mean, people are so resistant to that. It's like, that is the future. So in 2021, you gotta like get out of your little silo yes. and be more communal if you want your life to work and like, and have fun. It's so, to me, it's so fun. It's to do that. Like we're built healthy. for that. It is. It Especially is. for and women. I think it would be more empowering because it will bring women together. Like with the patriarchy, it's really split and divided women and we've lost a lot of power because of it. So yeah. Oh yeah, God. We have a lot of women have left, left the workforce again because of this. And yeah. it's like, it's I just want people to know they don't have to, it doesn't have to be that way. So yeah, this was the first, this is our eighth edition of the book. And this is the first one where I ever wrote an epilogue. Cause I was like, it's a little bit of a cliffhanger year. So we have at the back, um, a chapter that I co-wrote with uh, one of our resident astrologers, Matthew Swan, who's been working with us for a long time. It's called the Aquarian Technocalypse. And we really- Technocalypse, yes. Yeah, that was his word. But we really looked at like 
the history of the United States and um, the chart of the USA and, and the world and so many fascinating things, China, the currencies of the U.S. and China, um, there's this. There's so many astrological formations and patterns repeating all the way back to the 1700s, the Civil War in the 1800s that are going to be repeating again in this yes. decade, and we have a chance to do them differently if we can. And astrology's historical patterns will show us the way to do that. So, yeah, so we really got very yeah into that. Mm-hmm. I noticed, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and that's a very positive spin on it too. I like that you, uh, it's about we get the chance to do it differently this time. Yeah, yes. we do, but we have to know, you know, that what's the quote that history is doomed to repeat itself if we don't understand it. I totally messed that up, but um, but the idea of that is like, yeah, we if you don't learn from it, then you're going to just – you know, do, do it over again. again. Yeah, because as we same- learned from having a pandemic uh, at another Jupiter Pluto conjunction, oh the same one that happened with the Russian plague in the 1700s and the 1918 flu, it's like the HIV outbreak, and here it is again. Yes. So, so we get a chance to rebuild in a different way, yeah. not just go to yeah. the lowest common fear denominator survival. Exactly. Mode. Yeah. Exactly. So that's all in the book. I won't. Yes. You know do any spoilers, but there's, there's, uh, there's the usual fun, encouraging uh, chapters in depth for every Absolutely. Zodiac sign, as well as like a really newsy look at the world and yes. what there is coming and what there is to look forward to. Absolutely. And it's really fun the way it's written. You guys are the Queens of, is it alliteration? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. that. It's a sad thing too. I think. It, it Tons is because I do that a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just point out one more thing in there that I loved. Um, show me the crypto. Oh yeah. Oh, did you? <laughs> Good. Well, we have uh, we have quite a lot coming out about that. The Aquarian technocalypse is really all about um, the change of money as we know it, um, and that is written in the stars. So we yeah, we touched on that quite a bit in the at the end of the book. Yes, I was enjoying that too because I've just bought, well, just before it started going up, of course, Sagittarius um, bought heaps of Bitcoin and Ethereum. I'm on the roller coaster. (laughs) Oh my God. It's like tripled in value from like a year ago. So, um, yeah. So that's that Taurus, Uranus in Taurus. And I loved how you said, show me the crypto. You couldn't have made it more. (laughs) I'm so happy to know that you bought some because the stars are dead. We're we're at the same historical period that um, in the United States that um, when the, when the dollar was invented, when Pluto went into Aquarius. In I 17, saw you, yeah. yeah, wrote that. So yes. we wrote about that. So, you know, a new monetary system could be upon us. So yeah. check I, out the I, 2021 book and you'll be prepared. Absolutely. So. Check it out. And it puts it in context with all the other things that are happening. It's positive, but it's real talk too, which is really important. Mm-hmm. And it's such a balance to get that right. So you still feel intrigued and detached enough to be open to new, make the changes, but it's definitely all about changes, isn't it? And doing things differently. You just made me appreciate being Sag so much. Thank you you for this talk. You are welcome. So let's round it out with, um, do you have a top tip for baby Sagittarians since this is, you're representing as Sag for Sag season? (laughs) Sages who are just like learning that they're Sages? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I would say explore everything you can but uh 
don't put it all on social media. Like there will be things you wish were not out there at some point in your life. You know, don't like hit post. Don't hit. Don't write it in hit post. You think? Yeah, it's okay. Not everything has to be televised or recorded. You know, um, so yeah, just learn, absorb, soak up everything you can, but think a little bit before you speak sometimes. And we know you won't anyway, but that's my tip. Yeah, and exactly. Years, you'll be like, damn, she was right, but too late. Exactly. Live and learn. <laughs> but yeah, I wish, I wish someone told me that when I was a baby Sag too, and probably still now I'm listening. And, to yeah, I'll just say, you know, baby Sages are late bloomers too. It's okay. You don't have to know it all yet. It will get, it just you're usually ahead of the curve, ahead of the time, ahead of other, you feel out of sync with people, but it's not going to be that way forever. There's going to be a, a time where it evens out and, you know, you're going to yeah. be, you're going to feel like you're in tune with the universe instead of on a different time clock. And what about um, advice for those that love them? Uh, <laughs> don't try to control them or put them in a box. It ain't happening. You know, this is not, you know, <laughs> It's like capturing the firefly in a jar and then the light goes out. Let your Sag be free. They will fly back to you. Yes. Cut off their freedom. They will run. Yes. That's it. That is, yep. That's it in a nutshell, I reckon, too. (laughs) Yeah. And the light will, oh, sad Sag. Yeah. And if you can't deal with a free bird, then, you know, get get a different pet. (laughs) Oh, I've got one. If you don't want to know, don't ask them because they'll tell true. you. That is so true. <laughs> exactly. They really want to know. So they'll give you like their work at their best to get that truth exactly truthful. There's a saying that uh, the difference between a friend and a friendly person is that a friendly person tells you what you want to hear and a friend tells you the truth. So don't look for friendly sages. Look for a real friend. In yes, them. and we do. We take our friendship seriously, so we will. We do. We do. You might not see us for two years, but um, if you need to rearrange your house or you're getting divorced and you need someone to come and coach you for two weeks, we'll be there. That's but just it. don't 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 demand that we show up dressed for Christmas dinner, okay? <laughs> or or attend. We may. We may not. <laughs> right. Right. Well, thank you RSVP so much. maybe. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, exactly. Open and leave. It's like leaving the gate open, isn't it? You can come. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Don't see give you when you see to resist. Well, this was so fun and in true Sag style, of course. We could talk for hours, but um, <laughs> we have businesses to run and empires to build and travel not to do. So, That's right. right. Books to write so that to take our mind away from the planes that are grounded. Oh, so exactly. Thank you, thank you so much for saying yes to this and bringing your Sag insight. Uh, it's been a pleasure, of course, every time. Always, always. So fun. And where can we find you? Astrostyle.com. Yep. Um, Astro Twins on social media. We're on L Magazine as well. Check yeah. out Yearly Astrology Guide, the Astro That's Twins right. 2021 horoscope for everything you're going to need and more to prepare for next year. So in right. hard copy, I wish I saw one um, of this year's in a local bookstore. So that was exciting. You did? Oh I my did. God. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I took a picture of it. I'll send it to you. Oh, please do. Um, and uh, on PDF as well. 
That's right. Cause you know, shipping is expensive and slow. Sometimes you can get paperback or digital. It's, it's already on sale from astrostyle.com mm -hmm. and yeah. So head over there and keep an eye out for Astropreneurs as well next year. That's right. Yeah. Sign up for our mailing list. Then you'll get alerts about all of our classes. Mm -hmm. And yeah, expecting much more as well, it sounds like, for next year. So yeah, join yeah. up and, and see what's coming. Ooh. That's right. Well, thank you, Vanessa. Happy birthday, Sag season. And uh... <laughs> Happy birthday to you too. That's right. And to all other 11 signs, we love you too. See you, everyone. Stay cosmic. Thanks again, Ophi, for your generosity. Now, if you resonate, don't hesitate. Find Ophira and Tali Adut, the Astro Twins at astrostyle.com. Pick up the Astro Twins yearly 2021 horoscope guide and sign up to their email list to keep up with the Cosmos Astro Style. All links are in the show notes. Enjoy the festive frenzy, philosophy and friending of Sagittarius season. Thank you for joining me today. This has been Vanessa Montgomery. For more astro and modern mysticism, find me at astroallstars.com. Remember that's stars with a Z. Take care and stay cosmic.